for this evening. Um, there we go, that's better. We're doing this live. Hope everybody's doing okay. It's uh, Monday, uh, May 18th. With me tonight in the virtual studio is the one and only J.J. Purdom. How's it going, man? Thank you very much, Zach. It's so nice to be here in the virtual studio, and it's nice that it's just you and me. And you know what? We don't have any taskmaster who's telling us what to do and what to say and trying to, trying to like, edit all yeah. the cool things that you and I say all the time and it's, then bleep things out. It's, you know, it's it, not going to happen. It's impossible to bleep things out. We're live. JJ exactly. had, or uh, Garrett had a little uh, had some had some home life things he needed to take care of. You know how it is being a dad, being a grown up. Sometimes duty calls, and you gotta you gotta stay on top of your responsibilities. So JJ and I are gonna be keeping you company tonight, and uh, we're looking forward to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We got a lot of great things to talk about. Absolutely, I made sure to tell him that he is never to eat tuna that's gone bad. When it's out of date like that, you are gonna have problems. And you so he's got to touch the run. You especially don't feed it to your dog. No, that's exactly why you never do that, especially when you have a white carpet. Especially. That's why I keep my carpets puke green all the time, every house I've owned. When you got three kids, you got to do what you got to do. It just saves so much time on cleanup. Is that puke? I I don't know. I have three kids, too. We just put cardboard down. And you know what? Don't have any problems. I need to try that. For a long time. I need to try that. Yeah, yeah. You have to change the cardboard every once in a while, though. That is a that is a thing. It's a thing. Okay, it's okay. I can. I'll I'll try to find some some more some new cardboard moving forward, but uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> awesome. Um, before we jump into anything, I want to make sure I give a quick little shout out to our Patreon producer Adrian Holmes, Homeboy Holmes, and our Patreon yeah. sponsors Bill Bird, Julia Bates, Dustin Long, and Brent Fox. You guys are uh, the the real heroes here on this podcast, keeping us going, keeping us, keeping us having a good time, keeping us gaming, so we can bring you all They're that good news. Keeping us in cardboard. Keeping, They're keeping yeah. us in cardboard. You know. You know, it's a step up from newspaper. Okay. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I'll take what I can get. I don't want to go back to we're newspaper. High, we're high class. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to, because then you get the ink all over the carpet. Yeah, and it's it doesn't hold as well. You know, you try to make a build a shelter out of newspaper, it's impossible. You can't do it. It's true. It's true. Yeah. That's using math. That's what you just did. You just used math. We That's... are, we're just little regular engineers, JJ. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> this is what we need to be doing from now on, Zetch. We're solving all the world's problems. You we're... and me, the new Super Gamer Boys. We should put new at the beginning. Super Engineer Boys. Super, I like that. Super Game, Super Game Engineers. Super Game Engineer Man. <laughs> men. 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 Because we are technically legally men. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So man, how's it? How it's been a while since I've since I've been on. I missed last week. Um Definitely. And I'm s i am missed you last week, Zench, and I hope you got the cards and flowers. Um but you know what? I was here. You're welcome. I was here just defending your honor. Um it, it was just Garrett and I holding down the fort, as we like to call it. Uh, and I did what I could, man. He is kind of a dynamo when it comes to podcasting, and especially when you're not there to be the moral compass of the show. And so I just constantly am just reeling him back in from mm-hmm. some of the stuff, man. And, you know, I just, we care about you, Zetch, and you have really just been a beacon of light for this podcast. And uh, I'm glad that I was able to, to be that voice, to be your mm-hmm. defender, your Me great too. defender. Me yeah. Too. Hashtag me too. 
No, you can't. No, we, not that we can't one. Do that. Different. No, Don't use that live. hashtag. You can't edit that out. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh man. No, it was. Uh, it was. I listened to the episode. It was a great episode. You guys kind of touched on a lot of what I thought about the uh, Xbox um, reveal. There was a lot. There, there was a lot of news that dropped last week, but the Xbox uh, conference or uh, Inside Xbox was a big deal. I did have a couple things I wanted to mention. Okay. First of all, right off the top. I do love Xbox. Okay, I love Xbox a lot. I wouldn't say I love it more than PlayStation. I I consider myself fairly balanced in my views. I could be wrong. Don't at me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I felt that like it was basically the whole problem with the inside Xbox thing was that it was a failure to set expectations. They went in. They said we're gonna show you guys gameplay and. To be honest, they did. They showed some gameplay, but it wasn't like what we as true gamers would say is is actual gameplay. I mean, to me, gameplay is we're going to watch a guy run through an entire level, you know, or some sort of demo. Where this was like bits of clips of like, you know, space fighters flying around or guys hacking things up as Vikings, you know. Like, it wasn't really like true gameplay. And I think that was really why a lot of gamers were upset about it. It really wasn't a bad uh it wasn't a bad show in fact it kind of got me hyped for a lot of what's coming like those graphics the graphic capabilities of that i'm not really a graphics guy but i mean come on and as we're going to talk about later with unreal it's going to be there's even more to come especially since anyway we'll talk about that later i got some got some things to talk about that too inside xbox i'm really pumped for it i thought you guys did a great job covering it all without me and uh, i was really sad i couldn't be there I do want to say that, like, I I don't feel like I bashed it in any way, and I don't think no. Garrett really was bashing Nobody it. Did. But I think that you really hit it on the head when you say that you felt like the the expectations weren't set straight out the gate, and I think that they failed in that way. That it, I think a lot of us were expecting, like, man, we're going to get all of these like A title games that are going to just blow our socks off, or maybe see a little bit of Halo Infinite gameplay. And none of that was delivered. So that was kind of a big collective, all of us gamers kind of holding our breath with anticipation and then being let down. And that was it. But I got I am a graphics guy. I am a graphics guy myself. And dude, some of the stuff was absolutely incredible. So I'm not I'm not bashing. I'm actually getting ready to get an Xbox One S myself uh, in, in one of the grooms. And I, I know I've come over to the dark side, Zetch. I've accepted Darth Vader's hand. And I, I'm just, I'm in it. I love games, and it doesn't matter which console they are. I, I am more prone to, to Sony, to PlayStation, just because I love the games that they put out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's just me. But I, I, I think that that's the only thing that they did wrong was they didn't set expectations. So you nailed it on the head for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, no, totally 100% agree. I look forward to, I mean, PlayStation does a good job with those single-player titles. So, I mean, like, if you're, if you're a guy that just loves great single-player games... PlayStation is literally where it's at right now. There's so many great single-player titles. So, but I am really happy that you're going to get an Xbox. There are there are some pretty good pretty good games on Xbox and uh I'm your boy. I got some on disc, so if you need some some guy to loan them to you. I'm Don't man. worry. I'm all over that cuz I'm a big borrower of games that you probably will never get back. Let's just be completely honest with I'll that. I'll get them back. Um, of course you will. <laughs> <laughs> God <damn> <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, anyway, give you a quick little roadmap today. We got uh, coming at you. We're gonna be talking a little bit about uh, Unreal Engine Five. Uh, we're gonna be talking about um, Epic Games, kind of 
what they're excited about with PlayStation 5. We're going to be talking about uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Paper Mario. You, you pronounced it right. You did it, you did it well. It took, I that took, was good. I tried. It took me a while to get there, but I got there. <laughs> and uh, Phil Spencer also has some thoughts on uh, 2021 and coronavirus. So let's go ahead and start it off at the very top with some nerdy nudes. It's time for the nerdy news. Yeah, so good every time. Every time it's great. So, um, first news story of the day. We're gonna chat about Unreal Engine Five. Okay. Now I wanna I wanna make sure I level set and set expectations. This was not a PlayStation Five exclusive. Um, this was not a PlayStation Five demo. Okay. This was an Unreal Engine Five demo that happened to take place. On PlayStation Five, do we understand yes. the difference? <laughs> no. Yes, and there actually is a is a big difference. There's a big difference. Huge. So, I mean, that's a factually correct statement. It was a demo that took place on PlayStation Five, but this was a souped-up Unreal Engine Five look that happened to take place on PlayStation, and it looked amazing. And I'm really pumped to see what it's going to look like on Xbox Series X as well. Because it's Unreal goes, it's a third-party engine. It's not, it's not exclusive. Absolutely. So this comes directly from the UnrealEngine.com website. A little blog post that they put together um, says, "We've just released a first look at Unreal Engine 5. One of our goals in this next generation is to achieve photorealism on par with movie CG in real life, and put it with practical reach, or put it within practical reach of development teams of all sizes through highly productive tools and content libraries." The demo, the game that they showed off is called uh, Introducing Lumen in the Land of Nanite, a real-time demo running on PlayStation 5. And then you can go check out the video that they put together there. It, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't seen it around floating around your Twitterverse, uh, you owe it to yourself to YouTube it, at least, because it genuinely looks like a CG movie. Like, this looks okay. like... It looks so clean. Um, the demo previews two of the new technologies that will debut in Unreal Engine 5. Nanite virtualized micropolygon geometry frees artists to create as much geometric detail as the eye can see. Nanite virtualized geometry means that film quality source art comprising hundreds of millions of billions of polygons can be imported directly into Unreal Engine. Anything from zebra sculpts and some other junk that we don't really care about as gamers but would care about if we were developers. Um, the other part of it is Lumen a fully dynamic global illumination solution that immediately reacts to scene and light changes. The system renders diffuse interreflection within infinite bounces and indirect spectacular reflections in huge detailed environments at scales ranging from kilometers to millimeters. Artists and designers can create more dynamic scenes using lumen, for example, changing the sun angle for time of day, turning on a flashlight, or blowing a hole in the ceiling. And indirect lighting will adapt accordingly. That is out flipping standing like yeah the demo that they showed especially like the rocks <clears throat> falling i don't know if you've ever noticed but like you ever been playing a game and like if the rocks just don't fall right like no it looks so weird this looks oh my gosh it looks like animation the difference between that and this new unreal engine is this legitimately looks realer than hell this is amazing and and this says so much about the next generation that I don't think we were expecting it to be like this. I really I, don't. I mean, this wasn't a game that we are going to be able to play. That's the one thing with this Unreal Engine that we weren't seeing a game that we're going to be playing soon. This was what's possible. And correct. Unreal. 
unreal, dude. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that we've been dreaming about since I was playing uh, Pitfall on the Atari. Yeah. You know, stuff that looks like you're playing real legitimate stuff. It looks... It's amazing. It's, it literally felt, when I was watching it, I felt like I was just watching a cutscene. That's how good it looked. I mean, it's... To see that was where gameplay. And when it was gameplay. And to see where we've come, this has got me so amped for the next generation consoles. Because I know games... Like, if you look at consoles in general, right? The games that come out initially at launch are usually not running at like the like the premium specs that that system can put out, right? Like you look at Rise, Son of Rome for the Xbox when that came out, it was running at 900p. Like 60 FPS, 900p, but nonetheless 900p. Like that's not that's not that good. That that console goes all the way up to 1080 at the time. Now it goes all the way up to 4K. So this will go out 4K, but is it going to be true 100% that? No. The games that are going to come out are going to be less than this, but this has got me stoked for what we're going to see in, you know, 2-3 years. It's yeah. going to be I'm I'm super absolutely jazzed. super jazzed. when you were when you were talking about pee I thought you were talking about like a bladder or something I didn't understand no. what you were saying as as some of you may not know if you don't listen to the the super gamer boys very often I'm the pretty one uh Garrett and Zetch are usually the smarter of the of the trio in so many that ways, that's so correct. In yeah. so many ways, yeah, it's correct. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like the aesthetic. Yeah. I'm the I'm the one they keep around for the good looks, you know. So, so I'll just keep nodding my head when you say smart stuff, Zetch, and uh, <laughs> pretend like I understand. It. All right, it looked good. It looked good. How's was, that? It looks so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing I do want to touch on that they mentioned in their podcast is that Unreal Engine royalties will be waived for the first one million dollars in game revenue. So. Basically, that means Epic is so flipping rich from the money they've made from Fortnite. They're like, yeah, sure. We'll give away a million dollars for every game you make with it. Here you go. You want a million dollars? Here you go. A million dollars. You get a million dollars. Everybody, look under your seats. Epic, you're welcome. You're welcome for all the money I've dumped into your stupid game. You're welcome. Via my child and my wife. It's just, it's, I mean, I love the pun, but it is absolutely unreal. Like it's it's exciting, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so that's good. And that's kind of all there really is to say about that. That that happened. That dropped uh, like last week, and it's got a, it's got the whole gaming verse buzzing. So yeah, um, it does. Don't take our word on it though. Definitely go check it out on YouTube. Um, you can you can catch it in a very quick look up, and it's worth it's worth a look for sure. Totally worth it. Go check it out. Go check it out. Um, on that note. Um, this next article comes from The Verge by Nick Stat. Uh, Epic CEO Tim Sweeney says the PS5 is so impressive, it's going to help drive future PCs. Epic CEO Tim Sweeney says next generation gaming consoles, in particular Sony's PlayStation 5, will bring about changes in game development that go far beyond a jump in graphic quality. During a press briefing for the company's newly announced Unreal Engine 5, which is optimized to work with next-gen consoles, Sweeney says the PS5 is a remarkably balanced device. Quote, unquote. Quote, it has an immense amount of GPU power, but also multi-order bandwidth increase, increase in storage management. That's going to be absolutely critical. I don't know what that means. He says, it's one thing to render everything that can fit in memory, he adds, but a much more impressive feat to render a world that might be tens of gigabytes in size almost instantaneously. I think I know what he's saying there. As Sony's new console and its 
M.2 solid state drive are promising. The new drive, which Sony claims is faster than any on-market device available right now, won't just make load times almost non-existent, but also enable developers to access the data their games are composed of with unprecedented speed. The result is larger game worlds loading much faster than ever before, which could result in drastic changes to how developers approach everything from balancing visual quality and performance to level design. Um, then it kind of just goes on to say a little bit more about the tech demo and um, things like that. So this is an interesting stance for me, just because it's. I've heard it. I've heard the PlayStation Five and the Xbox compared as like basically like a uh, like PlayStation Five is the supercharged Mustang to Xbox's you know Ferrari, right? So, but if this SSD, which is basically just a hard drive that data is stored on, right, actually does lend itself to building better worlds. I kind of wonder what the first-party games are going to look like PlayStation versus Xbox, right? Uh, JJ, what do you think? Okay, so I got to tell you, like, some of the spec stuff kind of confuses dimwits like myself. Uh and so uh, a lot of them intermarry and stuff so i get confused when you talk a lot of the spec stuff but i'll tell you what i understand okay what i understand is i talked with a pc gamer recently who was who was we were talking about consoles and i was telling him about the new the new generation coming up we had a really awesome conversation when he was talking about ray tracing specifically Mm -hmm. he was saying okay so ray tracing is coming out on both the x series and the ps5 he's like I'm not sure if I understand how they're going to be possible with that, considering that it puts up so much heat into the system. When I use ray tracing in like my PC, when I'm doing PC gaming, he's like, it, it is very hot. So you have to have a lot of motors blowing. So he's like, that tells me that this, these systems have to be very large. And as we've already seen, the X-Series looks kind of like a computer tap. Yeah. So, I mean... And he said, if the things that they're saying about the sweaty, what this friend of mine that is a PC gamer said, if the PS5 has the single state drive that, that they're claiming that it does, it, it could very well change PC gaming. This is what he said, his words from a PC gamer, because he said it's going to make things like the games that I play now much more inexpensive and accessible to people who don't have the money, like myself, to be able to build out my own PC. You know, so, I mean, I'm blown away by some of the information that I'm receiving. I'm like, okay, when you break it down into layman's terms or terms that are easier to understand for those of us that, uh, you know, ain't too smart and pick our nose and marry our cousin, it's it does really help when you break it down. You say, look, okay, so we all know about frames per second and, and we know about stuff like that, but here's what it's going to look like. It's going to look a little better, a little more realistic. And that Unreal Engine thing that we just talked about in the last article, that right there just shows you like what the potential is for stuff. Whether I think that it's going to push all gaming forward, possibly even PCs. PCs uh, are hard for, for most people to build out and afford to be able to put together a great, gaming PC by yourself. That's what's great about console is the fact that consoles are typically a little cheaper to get your hands on. So I think it's just going to push the whole gaming thing forward, honestly. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. Like, you're totally right. Like, that's the the interesting thing about 
this next generation consoles is i feel like even from like the beginning when they were talking about putting together like this is more powerful than a regular pc and if you're going to be selling it for 500 dollars, that's like that's like half the price and maybe even then some you know so it's like and judging from what we saw from the unreal engine uh demo like this the graphical capabilities of this thing are just huge i mean granted that was like so like a five minute preview right sure. movies mm-hmm. go about two hours long right now mm-hmm. we have two hours and we games go maybe for like 30 so yes you can make a tech demo that can do this for five minutes but are we going to be able to do is the playstation or whatever going to be able to put out that type of quality for the full 30 hours of gameplay time will tell because yeah remains to be seen but <laughs> But, but I'm hoping. Oh, there's so much hope. I know. I'm hoping the child on Christmas morning. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine uh, a God of War that looks like this? Like, oh, absolutely. Oh, oh man, that would just be. I magic. thought God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn were amazing the way that they were. But when you when you couple them with these types of things, unreal, man. Again, pardon the pun. Not trying <laughs> to do it on purpose. Just saying. Just give it a dad. I am a dad. I do like dad jokes. I'm just yes. saying. Dad jokes for sure, man. Dad jokes all day. <laughs> right? Oh. So much fun we're having without Garrett here, like the succubus that he is. He's like succubus. the fun killer. Uh, oh, man, I, now I'm kind of worried he's going to listen to this and throw me off again, and I'm going to go back to court again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I'll get you a good lawyer this time. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, so that's a lot of hype around this engine, a lot of hype around the PS5, a lot of hype around uh, this SSD um we'll we'll see what happens i mean time will tell give it a year see what happens um on the notion of ps5 switching gears we're going to jump before we're going to save the best for last paper mario and ghost of shishima after this next article we're going to jump back into uh the xbox universe real quick this you had comes... a little twinkle in your eye when you said paper mario for some reason oh, i've man. never seen that in you i'm not gonna you look like a... i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i when i heard the paper mario was coming out I like screamed with joy. I was like a little kid in a candy shop. I was so giddy. <laughs> I was like, wee! <laughs> like that. Just like that. You guys, yep, my wife. Just like that? Yeah. No, man. <laughs> so this next article comes from videogameschronicle.com, written by uh, Andy Robinson. Title is Phil Spencer says 2021 games are more likely to be disrupted by coronavirus. Um, I don't think we need to spend too much time on this article. That's pretty self explanatory. Um, yeah. Speaking to Business Insider, um, in a new interview, Spencer reiterated that he feels good about Xbox Series X's plans, planned launch later this year, and the software schedule to release alongside it. However, because some areas of game development have basically stopped, quote-unquote, due to a global shift to remote working, the platform had suggested the game projects earlier in their development cycles could yet suffer delays. Through the summer, early fall, question mark, I feel pretty good about these games. He said, games that we're targeting a year from now or beyond, there'll be some impact, but they'll be able to react. I can't read. That's it. I it's can't, in, I can't it's in Japanese, so I mean, the fact that you got that far <laughs> oh, is really great. Thanks. I didn't know you spoke that much. Yeah, I know? actually had to like translate it from Japanese to Mandarin back into English. It's See? pretty complicated, yeah. Konnichiwa, my yeah. friend, konnichiwa. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I mean, it kind of goes without saying that yeah. the coronavirus was going to affect 
this uh, society. Of course, it's going to affect games. And yeah, it's not going to hit us right now because most of them are kind of already in the can. So the next little foreseeable future, those are kind of all just getting a little polishing up and stuff like that. So a year from now, sure. How long this thing lasts, we still don't know because we're still ongoing through the pandemic. So I can see, you know, look, if we're stuck indoors for three to four months, I can see some of the games being pushed off six months. Sure. I mean, it can happen. Yeah. Um, is it is it sad? Yes, but it's a fact of life. It's something that we can't change. Um, us kind of kvetching about it isn't really going to you know, make a whole hill of beans, a whole big difference. It's interesting information to get, but I think we all kind of saw this coming. It's not like a real big shock or anything. Yeah. I think that it it's on the tip of everybody's, everybody's brain, right? Like, we all kind of knew... Uh, if Xbox isn't going to get hit with it now, they're probably going to get hit with it later. And that's kind of what we're seeing. And my big question is, Phil Spencer is being pretty honest about it right now. Um, I kind of want to know what PlayStation's stance is and kind of what they're seeing for their 2021 releases because I haven't heard, at least I haven't read yeah. anywhere online. I, I should probably go check see if there's any updates, but I haven't seen them give any announcements about that. And not to mention, I think it's good on them and smart for not yeah frankly. they were a lot quieter about a lot of this stuff and that's one thing that i actually would like to give credit to xbox is the fact that xbox has been very upfront about a lot of this stuff and they're, they're feeding everybody a little bit all the time just kind of getting them a taste for xbox news and information uh playstation is keeping stuff close to the vest you know so maybe they're just going to do a big dump you know at some point in the next several months uh planning for the winter time um but I imagine, look at what's happening with TV shows. Look what's happening with movies that yeah. are not being filmed right now. Um, that's going to push out a lot of stuff next year. So it's it's going to make a lot of us that are sitting around uh, in another year, we're going to be playing games that we already own. Uh, we're going to be watching shows on Netflix and on Amazon Prime and on Hulu that we maybe have already seen, or maybe, man, I've only watched one season of that stuff. I'm going to catch up on that. It's just going to give us a chance to get caught up on a lot of the games that we have been stacking. I know Garrett's a fake gamer. He never finishes anything. I think he's finished two games in the last 12 years. So he's got a lot of games that are just sitting there not getting played. You know, I mean, you're wasting your money. You know, but but my point is, there's going to be a lot of things where I've never seen The Office. So I'm telling myself, I, I've watched like two episodes of The Office. It's fantastic, but I've never had the time. Now I think that, you know, if given the opportunity, I can sit and binge watch The Office. So there's a lot of great content out there. There's a lot of great TV shows to watch, movies to watch. There's a lot of great video games to play. It, yeah, it'll suck that we're not going to get some new stuff. But keep in mind, with both X-Series the Series X, and the PlayStation 5. Some of the games that we already own on the current consoles will be upgraded when we play them on them. So I wouldn't mind going and playing God of War again. Yeah, well, I don't... On the PS5. I think... So for Xbox... Don't be my dream. Don't this, be a dream crusher, please. <laughs> this, might, this is most probably just semantics. I think I know what you're saying. But, like, they'll be backwards compatible, both consoles, but the games you buy on Xbox, at least the newer games those ones will be upgradable so they'll run at the higher frames and frame rates and resolutions that are that series x will be capable of playstation will be like oh you bought god of war um we you can play that one on the console but it won't be like beefed up or anything like that 
that that's that's what i remember sucks if that's the truth that sucks forget it i'm gonna buy an xbox (laughs) just forget it no i got another one garrett (laughs) (laughs) oh man um on the notion of playstation i gotta tell you what so i've been given ghost of shishima a teensy bit of crap uh over the last uh year or so because just because they haven't announced anything about it right so i got um put to uh how do you say i got put in my place because this Mm -hmm. last week they actually finally announced goes to see and yeah. all the gameplay details and oh and i'm sorry about putting you in your place zetch but i just felt like you needed to be put in your place that's why i did that you know you know everybody every man needs a man to put them in their place right you just gotta or, get checked sometimes or a wife iron sharpens iron man yeah you know um so goes to shishima uh comes out i believe what is it july where's it find, find the date here uh where'd you go date yeah july 17th right um I'm going to start at the top of the article. This is from IGN, uh, written by Jonathan Dornbush, whom I love. He's one of my favorite IGN people. Uh, Sony and Sucker Punch have finally revealed more about Ghost of Tsushima, the upcoming PS4 exclusive, which tells the story of Jin Sakai, voiced by Desuke Tsuji during the first Mongol invasion. Thanks to a new Tsushima-focused state of play, we now know a lot more about the next game from the infamous and Sly Cooper developers, Read on for all the latest we've learned about Ghost of Tsushima story, world, and gameplay. So, did you get a chance to watch this at all? I did, and I, I will tell you, uh, I was not a fan before, and now I am. This I am. changed this changed my opinion of this game. Because before, I was like, meh, I'm okay. I mean, there's nothing special. Oh, no. There's lots special about this. It's... It looked incredible. Oh, my gosh. It looked really great. Yeah, so basically the game follows uh, Jin Sakai, as it said in the beginning, and you're a samurai, right? And basically there's two ways to play the game. You can play the game as a samurai, right? And you're, you know, the honorable, which would basically be your honorable way. So you see a base of dudes, you can walk up to that base of dudes, and you can take them all on man-to-man, right, as a samurai. Or you go in as the ghost, which is like a ninja, mm-hmm. and you stealth way your way through the same base. So you can choose how you want to how you want to approach the situations. My question to the devs on this would be, is this, in classic Sucker Punch form, right? Like if you play, like in the infamous games, you kind of have like a good guy path and you got a bad guy path, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is, at the end of the, at the, the title of the game is Ghost of Tsushima. Is becoming the ghost, which is technically the more dishonorable way to play like the end game, regardless of if you decide to go the whole game as a samurai or ninja? Like they didn't really explain that. That would be that's my one that's question. Point. No. Um, yeah. but you know what? And I would have rather gone the samurai route. Um, that's just my my thing. Uh, I have never been great at the stealth aspects of game. <laughs> uh, when I walk into a room, for some reason, you know I'm there. I'm not good at hiding stuff. Uh, when I walk in a room, I'm a little louder than everybody else. A little more obnoxious. Slightly more obnoxious. <laughs> Right. Except, of course, when you're in the same room, Zach, I mean, obviously. Then, obviously, <laughs> I'm way more obnoxious. Trust me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but no I, honestly, this game looked incredible. It looks like a lot of fun, and I, I was really kind of digging on this story. Uh, typical fashion didn't make 150% 
sense to me. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, not I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the whole story, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. And yeah, yeah. they really sold me on this. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I remember seeing the first trailer for this, uh, what is it, two E3s ago? And mm-hmm. it came out like this game and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice were kind of like that kind of competing with each other, in my opinion. That's kind of how I view them. Solomon is exactly the same type of game, doing the exact same type of thing. This one looks like it changes the formula up just enough to where I can see myself playing through it and not feeling like I'm playing a Sekiro ripoff. Have you have you played Sekiro? I've never played Sekiro. Okay, no. Sekiro is from software. It's a crazy hard game, but it's one of the funnest... It's very Souls-like, like Dark Souls. It's very yeah. much like that, very punishing. and But it feels great, looks great. Um, what this game does different is the open world aspect of it. It's It feels like Breath of the Wild if Link were just a samurai in, you know, Japan. And <laughs> I never know? heard it from. That's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Like, you know what? That's funny. It, it does kind of. I can see the parallels there. You know what I mean? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he's a guy. Yeah. He's on his horse. You got these really huge vistas, <laughs> and yeah. he's running around by himself, saving people and villages. And um, the Little lack of the Colossus in there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And. Uh, I love the fact that they're taking open world in a direction where it's very HUDless. You know, there's no there's no mm-hmm. waypoint, you know, set mm-hmm. on your on your horizon for you to go find it out. It's like, okay, well, you know, you activate, you know, the spirit or whatever it is and it's like shows you the gust of wind. You're like, Okay, follow this gust of wind yeah. over that way. Yeah. And then you chase it down, you're like, Oh, what's up, Fox? What are you trying to tell me something, Fox? What's up? And you follow this fox. Fox leads you to a treasure chest. Like I am really stoked about those aspects of this game. Like, it mm-hmm. looks so clever. And then... Um, and doesn't that kind of sound like a little bit of Shadow of the Colossus sprinkled in with, you know, shining the shining the sword up against the light and stuff like that? I exactly. mean, that's... It, yeah, it's kind of got the same the same flavor in there, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, what it, no, it looks really good. I, I enjoy the all of that aspect of it. It looks like a lot of fun. Oh, man. And... What did you think of, what did you think of the, first of all, I'll ask you this. What did you think of the photo mode? I don't understand it at all. Like, um, yeah, it didn't make sense to me. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't get that. The one thing that I didn't get, I didn't really care about either. I've never been a photo mode guy. I know Garrett likes Mm -hmm. to mess around photo mode, which is cool. If that's your bag, that's Mm -hmm. your bag. Go ahead and mess around with it. Um, the funny thing to me was when the uh, guy doing the the announcing or the voiceover, kind of telling the story, I forgot his name, uh, says, you know, oh, in typical Sucker Punch fashion, it wouldn't be a Sucker Punch game without a photo mode. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. You guys are yeah, really well known for your photo modes. <laughs> <laughs> They're really trying to push that this, yeah. this time around. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever thought that in the first place, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I thought that was funny. I think they're, I, I don't know what, I think he's just trying to maybe segue into it, but I just thought that, that, that statement stood out to me. It was really funny. <laughs> um, I like the way you can upgrade your armor. That was, that was the other 
uh, Breath of the Wild parallel was that you have different armor that gives you different abilities for different situations. Uh, mm-hmm. Similar to, you know, how Zelda's like, oh, you're going up a mountain, better get some fireproof armor, you know? This one's kind mm-hmm. of, the, does a lot of that same type of thing. You know, you have your stealthy armor, you got your samurai armor. Um, yeah, it's I like- not just about aesthetics, it's about performance in the game and stuff like that and what it, what it protects against, which is great. Exactly. I did like, on the, no- on the note of aesthetics, I like how you can find flowers and use that to pigment your armor. Like, that made so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, playing off the natural with all the yeah for sure that's again th- there's some of those things that they're doing in this there's like that's kind of neat because that's really how it would have been back in this time you know I mean they would have used colors from natural things like flowers and you know and breaking stuff down so I love that kind of stuff man it's it's very realistic yeah it was super yeah. cool super clever way but to do it mode is not, photo mode not realistic no, photo <laughs> mode's like kind of whatever I mean I like for people that are like big photo mode enthusiasts, I can see why they'd like that because it was they did give a lot of options. You know, you can put like little particles, make like little videos. Mm-hmm. Um, the other interesting thing to me was the uh, like the samurai movie filter mode. Basically, is what I, is what I call it. It basically makes it so you have like a grain over your over your game. And it's black and white. I would never play it like that. I feel like that would ruin the whole point. Of all the hours they spent making that game look beautiful, just so I can put a filter mm-hmm. on it that makes it look like an old movie. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Next, next is sepia tone. Next is sepia tone that you could put over it, and you'll, you'll be doing that next. So. <laughs> yeah. Why don't more games come with that crappy-looking filter? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I appreciate what they're trying to do. I mean, I think for uh, Samurai enthusiasts, I don't. If I can see some people being stoked for that. Not, not me particularly, but I can see a lot of people being pretty pumped up about that, but... Um, all in all, I cannot wait for this game to come out. I am really bummed that it comes out for pretty much the same day as, uh, not pretty much, it comes out the exact same day as Paper Mario, the Origami King on the Switch. Uh, that, makes it, that makes it really difficult on you, because how do you convince your lovely wife to how do I give convince... you a little, a little more of that sweet sweet stimulus cash to be able to get both games <laughs> you know if i'm being honest with myself i i don't i think this is going to come down to what i'm in the mood for at that time because there's no way i'm going to be able to play both these games simultaneously there's no way not at all there's no, no way no, these are humongous no. games you have three kids there's no way that you're going to be able to find the time to divest the time into each of them yeah. So you're gonna have to you'd have to choose one, and I think we both know that it's gonna be Paper Mario. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be Paper Mario because I can play that in front of my kids. I'm gonna have a lot of fun with it. The jokes are great. Uh, back real quick, I do want to point out something that our uh, one of our uh, Patreon supporters noted in our in our uh, show notes here. Uh, Mr. Derek Peterson says, if Garrett thinks he'd like this game, i.e., um, Ghost of Sush- Ghost of Tsushima. He has no business hating on Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a flipping shame that he wrote it off so quickly. (laughs) Derek is a stud. I love Derek. He's the man. And and that's, oh my gosh, Derek, I hope that you're listening to this episode and you know that that is a fight that I have with Garrett Morlang at least once a week. At least once a week, I just, I refuse to give him the game back because it's just going to sit there. He's kind of got him dead to rights. He's got him dead to rights on that comment alone. I mean, you can't say, oh, open world games. I can't do open world games. It's too long. It's too big. It's too boring. It's too slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
bro. The trailer yeah. for Ghost of Tsushima was slow. That's what the whole game is going to be. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that that was his whole excuse. Was it slow? It's methodical. It's not giving him story fast enough. And and to that, I say, I loved every second of that game. And for me, that game is probably the second best game I've ever played next to the original Last of Us. And I know Last of Us has problems with it being an older game and stuff like that, but Red Dead Redemption 2 of the PS4 era has been my favorite PS4 game. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a game that I, I love. I haven't had a chance to really dive into it. I'm trying to clear out some of my backlog so I can really kind of give it the attention that it needs. Uh, just because that game is so massive. And, and Garrett's right on a lot of points. It is pretty, uh, I think methodical is a, is a very good term. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, okay, go hunting. Shoot that deer. Skin yes. that deer. Carry that deer yeah. all the way back home. Now take the parts <laughs> of that deer and you're going to make a coat. <laughs> you're gonna like, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay, those aspects of it are, are absolutely, but you don't have to do those things. And they're not bad things. Are, I think that's no, what makes that, great, makes that game great. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I have friends that legitimately jump on Red Dead Redemption every single day in order to, uh, and they're, they're actually Xbox fans. Like, I have an Xbox friend who plays Red Dead every day just to do his dailies, just because he likes to get on and, and do his dailies every day and, you know, go do the, the whole open world thing and, and fight, you know. And he's like, yeah, that dude thought he could come at me. And, you know, and then he <laughs> fights for two hours to some teenager, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't got the energy for teens. I, don't, I, I can't do it. I don't got the energy. I'm too old. Um, <laughs> but yeah, on the flip side of that coin, we got Paper Mario and the Origami King, which is the perfect, uh, what I would call nerd dad game. It's going to be, you know, fun, funny jokes that grownups are going to get, but gameplay that the kids can watch. And, uh, this comes directly from the, from polygon.com, uh, written by Michael McWhorter over there. Uh, he says, the Paper Mario series is coming to Nintendo Switch this summer with Paper Mario, the Origami King, a new adventure with an origami paper theme and folding themed powers. Nintendo will release Paper Mario, the Origami King on July 17th. So we got ourselves another Doom Eternal slash Animal Crossing situation over here. <laughs> yep. Uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King introduces a new threat to the Mushroom Kingdom. King Ollie, a royal, a royal with world-conquering or world-folding ambitions... King Ollie has kidnapped the, ent- the entirety of Princess Peach's castle and conscripted Bowser's army, forcing Mario to ally with Bowser and King Ollie's benevolent sister, Olivia, to defeat the evil king. Um, let's see, Switch game uh, called A Thousand Fold Arms that allows players to interact with players' landscapes by stretching out and pulling, peeling, and revealing uh, new locations. Uh, basically, this game is more Paper Mario. Um, I don't know if JJ, have you played Paper Mario before? Uh, when are we going to talk about uh, what you're playing? Okay. We're going to talk about that after this. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you about how that's what I've been playing this week is Super Paper Mario on the Wii. Yeah, boy. Okay, so um, I remember the first Paper Mario when it came out on the Nintendo 64, okay? I remember seeing the commercial for it as a kid on TV and going, oh, that game looks really fun. We went down to Blockbuster. I rented it. I had that game for like two weeks. Never beat it. 
And then I was super bummed out to get back. I was so far. And of course, you know, you take a game back to Blockbuster, you're never getting your save data back on N64 anyway. And um, those are my earliest memories of that game. I remember laughing and chuckling at all the jokes. I was like, this game is just wild. Well, <laughs> I was like, little, uh, I think I must have been, I must have been like 10, 10 years old, 10 or 11. Oh man, so so many good memories. I felt pretty burned with the. I never played Thousand Year Door, and then the next one I got was the uh, one for the DS, uh, like Superstar Saga, I think it was, or Super Sticker something. And um, it was good, but it was not. It was not the same quality of what Paper Mario could have been. And I'm I just I'm super pumped up for this Origami King one, man. I'm super yeah. pumped. I am too, and I know that my son is going to be all over that. That's all he's been playing all week. That's what we've been playing, uh, and we can we can just get into that now if we're anywhere near what you're playing. Well, let me get into um, uh, let me get into the Patreon. I want to make sure we kind of give that little commercial break real quick. Oh, for sure. At Granger. We're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um... For those of us, before we jump into uh, what you plan, I want to make sure I kind of give everybody a chance to go over to our Patreon and uh, give us a little support. Uh, your support, uh, your money through our Patreon kind of helps us fund the show, keeps the lights on, keeps us upgrading our gear, helping us find better content, get in touch with uh, media sponsors and things like that to kind of get um, you know reviews and make us uh, more legitimate, you know, legitimize us. Yeah. As, as I was gonna say make us more more rich, but anyway, whatever. I mean, you you stay, however you yeah. yeah. I uh, I'd like to become super uber wealthy with this. So if you can support us on Patreon, give whatever you can, give everything you can, give blood if you have blood to give. That's whatever. That's you not can. on no. here. That's not one of the. That's not one of the tiers. Giving blood is not. Yeah, giving blood is not one of the tiers. I, I keep telling him <laughs> to add that. No, you know what? Honestly, any any Patreon support that you guys can help us out. If you enjoy the content that we give you, that Garrett and Zetch and myself and tonight sweet sweet Zetch and myself just rocking it like only the two of us can brothers from a different mother more than likely the same father because we're both short in stature and good looking so I assume that we're related in some way yeah, I um, see it. but no honestly you can you can definitely help us out by supporting us on Patreon as little as a dollar a month if you help us out with a dollar a month honestly that that would help us out tremendously and would help uh, us upgrade to where we don't have to have uh, Apple earbuds in our ears while we're while we're doing this. Yeah, you know? totally. <laughs> I don't even have like the wireless kind. This is uh, the corded. And uh, oh wait, you know what? This isn't even iPhone here. But never mind. <laughs> the uh, I and can't even afford the good ones. With your subscription, you also get access to um, lots of different perks and things like that that we that we have for different tiers. Uh, for a dollar a month, you get early access to the show, a virtual high five. Um, and your own private RSS feed. So you can you don't have to have the Patreon app to listen to it. You just put the RSS feed in Overcast, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is that you listen to your podcast through. Boom, you got it right there. 
a day early. So right after we release tonight, which is Monday, you'd get it on Tuesday. You don't gotta wait till Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you can support us at larger uh, donations as well. If you wanted to support us and be a producer, a director, um, executive, um, a vice president, okay. um, you could also get Garrett to send you topless uh, DMs. He uh, he's doing that now for fifteen dollars and above. So that's on his, uh, no, that's on his, that's on his other Patreon. <laughs> oh, I'm, you know what? I get so oh, confused. Man. But no, any, any Sorry. little bit yeah. helps. <laughs> And, no, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. And you could you could always do that and by going to patreon.com slash super gamer boys. Check it out. So um normally we'd get into uh new releases, but um there really wasn't anything newly released this week, apparently. Kind of a dry week. People are too busy playing Final Fantasy VII, you know, yep. and Half-Life. Um, but uh, go ahead and start us off. Uh, what have you been playing? I think I already have okay. uh, uh, been foreshadowed. I, I know. I kind of like laid it all out there just a minute ago. <laughs> Nothing new to report. But yeah, I've been playing uh, Super Mario or Super Paper Mario on the Nintendo Wii. So we dusted off the old Wii not that long ago, brought it out to the living room. Um, my son was super excited. Uh, it's funny when we turned on Super Paper Mario, what he legitimately said, he's nine years old, it's very excitable. Uh, but when he when he turned it on and the title screen came on Super Paper Mario, he goes, Oh man, I'm missing nostalgia. And it's like, dude, you just played it like a year ago, you know? But, but, but it was the most awesome comment ever because he was so thrilled to be able to play that. And then he kept commenting about, Man, this feels so good, you know? It's just, and the thing is, it does feel good. You get to know the characters and the pixels that you're playing with. And it's got such a fun, goofy, story that's easy to follow but you you kind of said it a little while ago one of the things about it is that it's okay to play around your family i have young kids uh and so i love to play horror games i love to play the resident evils of the world that's my jam but i can't play that around my babies so it's one of those things where i i shared either with garrett or on the podcast not long ago that i had to actually stop playing resident evil 2 when I was right at the tail end because my wife was kind of frustrated at me playing something that's demonic and playing something that, you know, I'm a Christian man and but I'm like, but I really like this stuff and it doesn't mean that I'm actually going to hell by playing stuff where it looks like I'm in hell, you know, but, but she had a point. Uh, it's not something that if my kids come walking into the room, I got to tell them, go, 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 you guys can't be in here. Right. And that's what's great about Super Paper Mario and games like that, that you don't have to send them out of the room and for the most part i can't get them to leave the room because they're they're wanting to play too right you know so i was and and my son is much better at the game than me <laughs> and it's something fun that we can do together and playing together uh are things that hopefully he remembers later on in life and hopefully he plays with uh, you know my eventual grandson uh and also allows him to win just like i allow him to win, you know <laughs> So what about you, Zach? What have you been playing this week? Um, so I have been playing a couple games. I finally got, um, on top of playing, I've been bouncing around a lot between uh, uh, Beat Saber, Half-Life Alex, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, but in between there, I've been playing a game called Valorant, uh, which okay. is a uh, 
it's developed by Riot Games, right? Right now it's in beta. It's a little bit tricky to get a code. You have to actually, the only way to kind of get a code is to stream a ton of it. And then they send your account, a uh, your, whatever email address you have attached to your Twitch account, they send it a, uh, a code. So I hit up my brother and I was like, hey man, I don't got time to just like let a stream run for hours on end. If I give you my login, can you, uh, can you just watch streams or have a stream running for me so I can kind of basically mine for a code <laughs> he's like yeah man i got you <laughs> because uh, he's been playing a lot of it too <laughs> mm-hmm. and um uh so have you ever played overwatch or do you know anything about overwatch i i don't i haven't played it but i've watched a little bit of this stuff on youtube okay so i'm, I'm familiar with it a lot of people keep comparing this game to overwatch and I've apart apart from the uh the aesthetic this game is nothing like Overwatch. It is not Overwatch. So Overwatch is uh, anybody that knows how to point and click can possibly have the ability to contribute to a match. If you are not good at shooters, FPS, you know, controller, mouse and keyboard, whatever, you are not going to like this game. This game is very competitive. Yeah. I would not like this game. <laughs> this game, I I got trolled so hard. Like I played four <laughs> matches. All right, I I know I can get good at it. I can at least get decent at it. Maybe not like super hyper competitive, where I'm getting like you know gold level tier, you know. But it, I know I can get I can get you know good at least to be some sort of support. So I'm playing in my fourth match. <laughs> so I'm doing bad. I'm doing really bad. And this guy goes <laughs> on the mic. He goes. Are you a bot? <laughs> Did you answer like no? No, no I just sadly, I'm... I, I didn't. I didn't answer anything on the mic. I'm just like playing. I'm like shaking my head. I'm like, oh man, I know, man. I'm doing bad. And then the other guys, <laughs> are you a bot? And then it came down to it. Like <laughs> I hear him talking with another guy on there. He's like, oh man, our bot just took on another guy's bot. <laughs> like it was an it was an epic battle. And then he's like, wait, did our bot win? He's like, no, our bot didn't win. <laughs> our bot, are you kidding me? Our bot's terrible. We got a terrible bot. <laughs> so that I, happens every time I play Fortnite when I kill somebody and I'm like, yeah! And then my son's like, dad, you just killed the bot. Yeah, you just killed, killed the, the bot. bot. Yeah. So, yeah, I am, I am uh, apart from sucking at it at an unbelievable, unsurmountable amount, I am actually still enjoying myself. This game is... Uh, a lot, it's a lot more tactical than Overwatch. Overwatch, a lot of FPS, especially Call of Duty, you're kind of like running and gunning and trying to get, rack up as many kills as you possibly can quickly, right? This one's the shift key on it to paint a picture for you. You start out running, you hold down shift to walk. You're holding down shift a lot in that game because if you walk, you're really quiet and the enemy can't hear you. No. So you find yourself peeking around corners you gotta be checking your map you're setting up traps with your buddies um so if you let go of shift you are running exactly if you let go of shift that's when you're making a lot of noise and you're running to you know the points Mm. so basically how it works is there's a uh, attacking team and a defending team and there's three different objectives and you basically your job is to plant the equivalent of a bomb on one of the objectives as the defending team you're trying to stop that right and so you have uh, different classes, similar to what you would consider in Overwatch. It's very, it's a class-based shooter. Um, you have some guys that can, you know, move around and stealth, like like float around. You have people that can call in orbital strikes. You have people that can, 
you know, um, a lot of characters can use basically like smoke screens because um, the whole game is about, you know, obstructing your opponent's view um, and is trying to make sure that you can defend your objectives as, as well as possible or, you know, get as many kills as possible. So basically the match starts, you know, first person to uh, 13 wins. So you get 13 tries to either wipe out the other team completely. Um, so it's, you know, once you die, you're dead until the next next round starts. And then first person to 13 wins the match. Um, it is definitely one of the best FPSs I've ever played. Very smooth. The uh, shooting mechanics are really, they feel really good, very comfortable, very tight. Um, different characters play differently. Have, uh, obviously, I mean, you can feel the... Um, uh, you know, like in Call of Duty, you can or like a lot of other FPSs, like when you're running around, like the shooting kind of it doesn't really change a whole lot. This one, it's it, all it, the same. Yeah. yeah, this one feels very unique. Each character kind of does. They do a really job of um, dividing the classes and and providing a lot of um, uh, variety in what one what each one can do. I really, really do like this game. I definitely can't wait to see more of it become more of an esport. Um, I look forward to watching com- competitions of this probably more than I would look forward to watching competitions of uh, Overwatch or uh, PUBG or anything else, really. Um, wow. It's it's really it's a really solid shooter. If anybody that enjoys competitive PC shooters, it's worth the time to try and find a brother to mine for a key for you so you can play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can reach out to Zetch's brother. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's... He's uh he's in our Discord. Uh R G Keenan, hit him up. <laughs> um and go watch his stream because my brother is actually as he is with any oh, he's, FB, amazing. he's just flipping outstanding. I I'm so yeah. jealous of him. <laughs> I've seen a couple of his streams and he's he's actually a better gamer than you said. He hundred like, percent he's phenomenal. Eli <laughs> so here's the difference between me and my brother, okay? I can play single player games better than he can. I'm way better at single mm-hmm. player games than he is. Anything competitive, anything competitive, he he trumps me all day. Except Mortal Kombat, I'll wipe him. I'll wipe. I'll kick. I'll kick. Kick his butt in Mortal Kombat any day. Bring it back the old school. I love it. Yeah. So, um, it. but yeah, awesome game. The other game I'm checking out. Um, this one kind of just happened. I just want to touch on it's Near Automata. It's an older game. Came out on PlayStation like a couple years ago, but I spent way more time with this game this weekend than i thought i would and i just had to talk about it this game is very jrpg very japanese anime dialogue you know and that sort of thing and but the combat in it is really really fun you basically play as like this android and you're trying to figure out this whole crazy you know conspiracy of why your androids are trying to kill these other robots and then you're trying to find then you find out that the robots are actually good and then um it's got this crazy I only like I think I played maybe like four or five hours of it this weekend, which is insane. I can't believe my wife let me play that much. But um, <laughs> what was it? Your birthday? I I don't know. Was it legit? I what? don't know. I don't know what I did, but I got four or five hours worth of gameplay on this this weekend. It was pretty Good fun. Good on you. Good on you, man. And uh, totally worth it. If you I picked it up, uh, I got the game of the game of the Yora edition, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's. How uh, much did you pick it up for? I got it on a Steam or on a PlayStation sale for mm-hmm. twenty bucks. 
So, oh, great. Yeah, so I was like, I can't pass that up. This game, and it, it was originally launched. It was a timed exclusive on PlayStation. Um, I remember playing it when it first came out. I think I game flight it, and I really liked it back then. It goes back and forth. You have these different mechanics. Like, you start the game that starts off, and you're in, like, a little spaceship. You know, like, like 1984? Like, you're in a little sp- mm-hmm. Uh, like airplane, you're shooting other aircraft coming like this. Yeah. Then it turns into like a mech and it transforms like a mech. So now you're like in the middle of the map, kind of flying around doing the same thing. You're like, what uh-huh. game is this? This is looks like this looks like nothing like the cover. <laughs> and then you finally land and then you switch to like the girl and you got like your samurai sword and you're hacking up dudes. And um, you're man, you have, all over the place. Oh, it's <laughs> it's awesome. It gives you so it, like it doesn't feel so uh, repetitive because you're always flipping uh-huh. back between these different modes and the story is pretty compelling. Ooh. The world itself is is interesting. It's got like this really weird graphic, uh, or this really strange art style that looks kind of muted. Like a lot of the colors in it are very, very muted, very grayscale almost. Um, but it's it's a good game, and if anybody is looking for a good hack 'em up JRPG, um, go check it out. Near Near Automata, and uh, and yeah. you are. St- also still playing half-life alex so you still be i mean how far have you gotten in the game i am chapter six so i am almost halfway done uh, i was talking to john on the remember we had john on uh, a few weeks ago about it and yeah. uh he asked me this morning if i'd beaten yet i was like no i've been bouncing around between too many games um but they just started releasing a bunch of mods for it and there's a lightsaber mod <laughs> so you can actually have like a little lightsaber on its own little dedicated map and you like hack up head crabs with it <laughs> so, yeah the game is very steam you that's awesome time to start modding it i can't wait to see what other people do with that game i want i want force powers that's what i want i want half i want head crabs to jump at me and me to grab them in the midair and then crush them with my hand like i'm darth vader that's what i want yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'm glad you got all that game from. I'm still kind of curious how you were able to get four or five hours. I I don't know. You know, I didn't realize it was your birthday. I I thought it was later this year. You know, so I don't know. I don't know what I did. I must have done something right because apparently my wife. Keep doing what you're doing, though. (laughs) Obviously, can I have your wife talk to my wife? I will. Please, I will have her send her a uh, a uh, how to. (laughs) Oh. Amazing! Amazing! <laughs> oh man! Hey, real quick though, I do want to touch on your comment you made. You said about you know letting your kids watch you play games like that. That is as a dad, like for me personally, I know Garrett's son, uh, Shep. I mean, he, Garrett kind of gets it too. But I feel that like our both of our kids are kind of you got teens. My kids yeah, are. I have a sixteen-year-old, and then I have a nine and a and an almost five-year-old. Yeah. See, so my your youngest is the same age as my middle kid. My oldest mm-hmm. is six, and then my youngest is three, and it's like playing games. Yeah, oh man, it's it's tough. I wouldn't say it's. T- I think tough is the wrong word, because honestly, video games are video game, and at the end of the day, I'd much rather spend time with my kids and hang out with them. You know, I mean, as I'm sure you would, yeah. but yeah, man, I just yeah. think that like that's that's a sentiment that echoes so strongly with so many dads. Like, just I have all these games that I want to play. All of them got a lot of foul language and a lot more blood than's necessary, and none of my kids can watch yeah. that. <laughs> yep, and that you know what? It's something that we don't bring up very often uh, because we're you know we're gamers and we don't want to alienate anybody. But but at the same time, all three of us are dads. Garrett is getting ready to have his second. His wife Trudy is 
is uh, going to be popping this summer, actually. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you got to imagine that poor guy is going through craziness right now. Yeah. Um, the whole the whole thing is is that we are playing, and you want to be able to spend time with your kids. You want to play games that are fun, but you want to play games that you're not ashamed of playing when they walk into the room, or it's not going to maybe pepper them with like horrible language and stuff. Uh, we've all we've all been watching a TV show, and your kid walks in, and somebody drops an f bomb, and and I don't know about you, but like where my kids are like my my four year old uh, Emma, she's my daddy's old princess. She's a ninja. She's like the ghost of Shishima. <laughs> she comes she comes she can do cartwheels quietly and stuff into the room, and somebody will drop like a f you mother effer, and like all of a sudden she's like oh, oh bad word. <laughs> And then like, I'll look right at my wife and be like, "Why are you watching this garbage? Why are my babies right here?" You know? Yeah. And then my wife doesn't think it's funny. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to legitimately put blame on her. Uh, you know. But <laughs> yeah, man. No, I get it. I get it. It's it's uh, it's a whole other level of of uh, parenting. You know. And the funny thing too is that it's like. It, it it alienates a lot of these great games, and I kind of feel that what is the culture like that these like where are all these gamers coming from? Or they just keep buying these big old huge one hundred hour games? I'm like, who's playing these? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Right? <laughs> I'm not. I can't. It's hard. Yeah, a game like that takes a long, long time. Yeah. The, to be able to put any kind of like Red Dead Redemption, I I probably was a little a little obsessive with it when it when it first came out to be perfectly honest mm-hmm. um and i probably put way more time into that game than i did into my kids for a little while and i hate saying that but it's probably the truth where it was a form of escape and i think that that's one of the great things about games they can be a form of escape right. hey you've been working hard all day you get home what's better than vegging out watching a, a a great TV show or a great movie or just really digging into an amazing video game. Yeah. And just getting lost in a world that's been built just for you. And uh, that's awesome. But there's been times like with Red Dead where I'm like, man, I'm putting more into Red Dead than I am my kids. And so I've had to push stuff off of the side. Now, of course, I beat Red Dead first. You know why, Garrett? Because I'm not a fake gamer. No. But you know what, Zitch, thanks for bringing that up, man. I'm glad that we can touch on something that's real and that we're that all of us, you know, dads and gamers uh, experience. Yeah. And uh, it's something that we kind of we kind of hide away a little bit sometimes and don't share. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the last part of the show. Uh, this comes to us from our producer, Adrian Holmes. Um, as the $15 tier, you get to kind of basically call the shots. You can have He us- became our boss essentially yeah you can basically make us do the show you know upside down or uh velcro to a wall if that's your thing i currently am wearing a bra and panties and this was one of his things or no maybe it wasn't i just wore them that that was not on the show notes that was was me that's all me never i got confused i got confused i'm sorry about that gotcha okay well anyway um (laughs) that sounds extremely uncomfortable uh, uh, nah, you know what? No? I don't have any underwear on. Let me just tell you. No I'm just, I was just none. Classic, classic Zoom meeting, you know? <laughs> yep, that, that's the whole thing. Oh, Who needs man. pants? <laughs> Garrett is going to love editing this. 
Um, <laughs> he's not gonna, we're going to give it to him at the last possible moments, Zach, so he has no opportunity to change some of this golden stuff that we're giving him. Sorry, bro. Sorry about it, my brother would say. Come at me, bro. Um, so this last segment is called Materia Minute and a Half. The world is still on fire for Final Fantasy. Uh, these are what uh, Adrian has said. He said, the, the world is still on fire for Final Fantasy with the release of 7 Remake, which for some is their first foray into the series and others as returning vets. He said, Garrett and Zetch filling in these roles. Garrett's not here. Ah, Garrett, failure, failure. I'll do it, for, I'll do it for Garrett too. <laughs> yeah, this is the awesome thing about about being a producer like Adrian. Adrian is legitimately forming the show. He's created this segment for us uh, based on his love for this show, mostly for uh, Garrett and Zetch, as he's uh, as he said he doesn't really care for me so much. I know. <laughs> no. Yeah, underhandedly singled you out. <laughs> it's, it happens all the time no you know what but adrian we appreciate your support and we're glad that you that we could end up doing this segment and this is dedicated to you my friend Absolutely. so the materia minute right and a materia minute and a half and a half and a half okay. so we got a minute and a half he said i thought it'd be fun to see the differences in your thought process with a little challenge you have 90 seconds to assemble your final fantasy team and set their materia and uh, limited just to seven, so take your pick from any entry. Oh, wait. This is not limited just to seven. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. This is going to get good. Um, who do you pick for your team, and what material do you choose for them, and why? JJ, I'm trusting you to man the stopwatch. Good luck. Give the most important okay. job of all. You have to man the stopwatch. So make sure I, I don't I go over time. I will be hitting the stopwatch for 90 seconds. You tell me when you're about ready to go, and we'll hit it. And uh, so essentially, you have to come up with your team in that 90 seconds. Right. So Garrett okay. told me that I needed to think about this ahead of time. And Garrett, I love you. And you know, most of the time, I actually I, I do the homework. But I'm doing this off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me too, Garrett. Yeah, me too. Hashtag me too. So, uh... I'm sorry. It's okay. That was really funny. Oh, man. All right. Don't think I can stop Are laughing. Are you ready? Um, no. Let's do this. All right. All right. All right. We're going right. to go in three, two... One, go. All right. So number one, I got Noctis from Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, number two, I got Orin from Final Fantasy Ten. Uh, number three, I got oh, man, Kamari Ronso, also from Final Fantasy Ten, and Terra from Final Fantasy Six. She is BA. And uh, their materia, see, Noctis is going to use ice, okay? Uh, Terra is going to use, uh, Terra is going to be my healer, so she's going to use Cure, or Curaga, whatever. Um, Kamari, he doesn't really use materia, so he's going to use some, like, techniques. So he's going to probably use, like, Assess would be his materia that he's going to set. And then, um, I don't know if it's like one per dude or not, but I'm just going to go with one per dude. And then, uh, Orin is going to use, uh, we'll go with, we'll go with, uh, 
Thunder. I'll go with Thundaga. Thunder. So, um, yeah, those are those are my that's that's my team. And uh, sweet, there's seven of them. I have to pick seven. I picked four. Uh, I think no. You know what? I don't. I don't know how many it was. Usually I did the homework, though. I swear. <laughs> Usually, it's like four person, four people in your party. Oh, okay. Normally, I mean on average. And time. Ninety seconds. Bum, bum, bum. There you go, All Adrian, right. my man. Let me know what there you, you think. Go. You can hit us up on the Discord, and uh, let me know what you guys would have picked uh, for your four Final Fantasy teammates. That um, would be awesome, but I got to tell you, I don't think it gets any better than the the four that you just picked, Zach. And no one knows zero about Final <laughs> Fantasy. Not one thing. If you held a gun to my head, I couldn't come up with one thing. <laughs> but, but. I've never heard a more amazing team put together the way that you just did. That was like beauty. The way that you did that, it was like effortless, man. Effortless. Man, like Adrian, thank you for that. Right? You would have like swished it into the basket if it was basketball. Yeah. You like, you know, threw a pigskin through the, you know, the, the goalpost. The, the pins, you the bowling pins. You did that right now. Yeah, yeah. If you had knocked it down with a bowling ball and you hit those, those white things at the end, oh, man. Yeah, dude. Amazing. I know sports yeah. ball. Yeah. Heck yeah, you do. <laughs> so, Thank uh, you, Adrian. That, that's awesome. That's a cool segment. That was pretty fun. That was pretty cool. I actually think that doing it blind is actually probably more fun than actually giving it more forethought. But that's just me. And that's why I do everything the way that I do, Zetch. Because yeah. I feel like practicing <laughs> and preparing <laughs> sucks. I say go by the seat of your pants at all times for everything. All time, every day, all day. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my son, I don't know if, I know some of our listeners actually get this. So I was playing Final Fantasy VII and, uh, my youngest, he's three, comes in and he goes, dad, who's that guy? And he's pointing at, uh, Cloud, right? Cause he got a really big sword. And I go, that's Cloud. And he starts laughing at his name. <laughs> he goes, Cloud. <laughs> He starts dying laughing. I was like, I never realized how stupid of a name that was until my three-year-old pointed it out. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel okay, self-conscious. I, I like that your son laughs at stuff like that. So if he's an easy laugher, I want him around me. I want him around me to be like my cheering section when I say stupid stuff. Yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, I love that. I love it. That's awesome. Oh, man, super funny. Um, that's all. Uh, those are all the hits we got for you guys today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out. Look forward to doing this again next week. We'll probably be doing more live streams um, going forward. Hopefully, uh, Garrett um, can be back soon. We will miss him. Otherwise, until next time, um, let's go ahead and uh, so um, hit us up at Patreon.com/SuperGamerBoys. Um, if you're looking for some sweet merch, want some good coffee cups, want some stickers with our faces on it, pixelated faces. Mm-hmm. Go hit us up uh-huh. at supergamerboys.com slash store. And, um, Have you gotten one of the mugs yet? Has your wife like uh, gotten one of those sweet mugs with your with your face on it yet? I mean, Not yet. I need to not, get one. It's not everybody I, that... I want one. I need to get one for the office. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get one because I don't have one mine with me, but I did break the handle off of mine. Did you really? Uh, my, my son did, yeah. But I still use it every day. Yeah. But Man. you know, I just but I just hold it and like just look at him, and then I just show him the broken stuff, and then I just take a drink real slow. Yeah, <laughs> see what you did. Look what you did do. Yeah, I'm jerk. very manipulative like that. <laughs> like yeah. Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Um, 
yeah, make sure, please, if anything, go ahead and go review us. That helps. That's all, that helps us out a lot algorithmically. Helps us rank in the uh, the podcast uh, searches and you know uh, recommendations for other people. So please go uh, write and review us on your podcasting platform of choice, whether that's you know Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, uh, whatever it is. Go write, write and review us. We really appreciate uh, you taking the the time to do that for sure. Um, you can find us around the internet, uh, virtually almost anywhere where there's a uh, where there's a uh, gaming news outlet. So supergameboys.com, or obviously, buffet. or buffet, or buffet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, supergameboys. When they open again? Oh my gosh! Oh man, I'm so over <laughs> self quarantine. I'm so done. Uh, supergameboys.com. Uh, is where you can find our uh, podcast and a lot of other stuff like we mentioned uh, merchandise and things like that uh, hit us up on uh, the Twitter slash Instagram at SuperGamerBoys um, follow us on there uh, Facebook.com slash SuperGamerBoys and uh, on the on the, uh, on the Twitterverse um, and Instagrams uh, JJ where can people find you sir? Yeah, you, you guys can always find me. I am legitimately always on Twitter and Facebook. So you can catch me on Twitter, at JJ Purdom. You can always give a follow to our fearless leader. And make sure to tell him that he sucks and he's a fake gamer because he loves it. You can always follow him, at G Morlang. And then, of course, where can they find you on the uh, on the webs? You can find me uh, at Zech Keenan, Z-E-C-H-K-E-E-N-A-N. Or at nerd underscore dads on the Instagram uh, on both those. I'm on Twitter, but I don't really uh, I don't really engage on Twitter. Like I, I get into trouble, so I I'm staying away from Twitter. I, me too. I get in trouble too. Maybe I need to go over to Instagram. You should. So, Instagram is yeah, like where everything's are, where everything's just happy and peaceful pretty much all the time. You know. Man. Well, I got to tell you, this has been a fun show. I'm so excited and so happy that we were able to make this work. That we were not immediately shut down by the CDC or the SPC or the SPCA. I don't ACLU. I think that's like a pet. Uh, them two. Them CNN. two. It could happen. It, it could happen. But you AT&T. know what? It felt free. It, AT&T too. <laughs> they have horrible service. You know what? I felt It felt good. It felt free. It felt right. Just the yeah. two of us unencumbered. Yeah. You know? Just like dad's no not home. On. Yeah. yeah. You, you know? know? Yeah. A house party. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So make sure to go over and tell at G Morlang, you know, that, uh, hey, those guys were really amazing. It's true. Like, tremendously amazing. Let so, hey, for, for Garrett Morlang, who is not here with us, this young man is Zetch Keenan. I am JJ Purdom, and we are the Super Gamer Boys. Hasta la pasta. 